0: On today's episode, artist Alicia Levels-Moore joins us for a conversation about calling out the seeds of greatness to becoming our highest selves. Together we talk about the importance of having a supportive community, letting go of the victim mentality, and how things just show up when you set your intention This is such an incredibly inspiring and empowering conversation that I shared with Alicia that I am so excited to share with all of you dear listeners out there. I see you tuning in each week and I cherish you dearly. I hope this episode is finding you well wherever you might be in the world. And if you have been looking for that extra sign from the universe or that push to take that leap of faith and to pursue your passion then this is the episode for you. You are going to feel called out and hopefully inspired to actually take that first step in the right direction. Y'all, I hope you enjoy today's episode and tune in.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Do you have any questions before we start? Yeah, so I did a a statement and a question. So another external force is I have a six-month-old, so she's at the building with me while we're painting. So... It's a potential for a baby cry, a train. Girl, we're gonna get really, really I love crazy. it. I love yeah. it. I love so, it. I love it. So that could be a thing, but I'll try to make sure like I give you a signal so you know, like just to kind of pause it so it doesn't interfere. It kinda of helps with the editing process. Um, yeah. and so and I I made mention of that because she may or may not give me fifty minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I so feel I'm, that. I do. So yeah, I just I wanted to make sure that I would not be like impeding on the flow of how things go, just in case, like it, you know we kind of run into any time interruption there. But um, but yeah, no, I'm good. I guess I know you were saying it's kind of like free flow. So I didn't know if there were any particular themes or anything in particular you wanted to talk about. I know there's like a, a myriad yeah. of things that the podcast covers, but just didn't know if there was a particular kind of track thing, process thing you wanted to talk about, what you wanted to learn, or even just kind of for the podcast, like what is what are some of the the objective when you think about your listeners that you want them to gain when you're bringing on guests?
0: Sure, sure. I think uh, it might be easier to answer the objective one first. So I think in terms of objective, and as an artist, right, it always kind of changes for me of how I see it, but I really just want people to see that there are other lenses to life. I think Mm -hmm. it's really powerful to tap into other people's perspectives on the world and realize that your lens is not the lens as part of what I hope to be. And I hope it to be something that is expansive, right? There's other ways to live life. There's a lot of social conditioning that will tell you this is the way to live. And so I love having people who come on and say, no, I live my life this way and I'm very happy with it. So I love that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. And then I think part of my hope is that like in an, there's my cat. yes, Hi, fat cat. She always comes yeah. in. This is, keys, yes, to yes this is my little baby that will come in whenever she yeah. wants. Yeah. But yeah, part of my goal, too, is also to take up less space. And in that, I really like to sit back. And if there's something you specifically would like to talk about, I hold all that space for whatever conversation
1: you want to share with the world. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, so are, are there particular questions that you kind of ask to initiate the the direction and the flow? You can give me a few of those. So I can get my mind right. Sure, sure, sure. So then, how would you introduce yourself? Okay, okay. That's, is that a rhetorical question, or you're telling me like that's one of the things you want, you want me to answer uh, it right now?
0: Yeah, you can. You can answer it. We can go wherever we want. We can. I. I. You know, my research is on sex and relationships. So gotcha. that's where like, I have my, you know, clinical expertise in. So if that's yeah, what you're talking yeah. about too, like that's always mm-hmm. where we can go. I, mm-hmm. I, I really just, I leave it open. So many okay. people have like so many different identities. Gotcha. So I, I think I would feel bad to be like, this is the identity you're talking about on this space gotcha. here.
1: Got you, got you, got you. Okay,
0: yeah, okay
1: cool. Well, let's, let's get a jump, girl. Let's do it. Sure, let's on. do it. Let's, let's do it.
0: All right. Well <laughs> then, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell me
1: a little bit about yourself cool. Hi, I am Alicia Levels Moore. I am all things creative, um, encouragement, execution. I just believe in, you know, my personal uh, mantra is, you know, I am a champion for dreams and the people that dream them. And so I just love to champion um, those wild and crazy ideas Mm. uh, and visions that you have in your mind. I, I love to champion those things and help you to get them out in the world because, you know, we have I believe we have a long life that we can live, but it's still very much limited. And um, I, I hate to be in relationship or around people um, and then not operate at their highest and fullest capacity. Mm. So my jam is helping to call out the seeds of greatness in people um, and get them from where they are
0: to where they want to be. Mm, that's very powerful work. I'm sure you can see, you know, the transformation in people and how they see the world, how they show up in
1: spaces. For sure, for sure, for sure. I think, um, you know, all of us, we all have something inside of us, but it really sometimes takes people to come alongside of you and call that out or just to remind you of who you are, you know? Cause like there's things that we, we for sure know about ourselves, um, but many times we vacillate, whether it's because of fear, doubt, anxiety, social conditioning, childhood trauma. You know, we respond to opportunities differently but we all have a desire for more you know and so a lot of the like frustration and mm. uh, worry and anxiety or even like you know feeling stagnant in certain parts of your life is not because you don't know what you want to do it's just that you're too afraid to do it mm. and so sometimes you need um, people to just kind of nudge you like hey you know you can do that right <laughs> like exactly. you know like and let me let me walk with you let me help hold you accountable let me support you um. Let me remind you of of who you are. So yeah, it, it definitely impacts like how people show up.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the saying, you know, that you need like one person who really believes in you and and you could do anything. You know, having that yeah. one support system. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's 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 that thing. So like I like to I'm I'm not the entire system, but I like sure. to be a part of the support. You know, I like to be a part of um you know the journey for people as they're they're navigating. So Mm -hmm. that's that's my jam.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know there's this um this term in psycho theory, you know, about Mm -hmm. how we interact with people and it's been sticking with me in profound ways. And it's called projective identification. Mm -hmm. So it's the thought that like when someone projects onto you who you are, we learn to internalize that and identify with that, which I think When we think about even like trauma toxic environments having people say you know you're worthless you're this you're that like part of what is so difficult about those systems and spaces is that we start to internalize that as who we are and i think this is then the beauty of having someone come in who is on the opposite side right who is building people up who's encouraging people and the way that we learn to
1: internalize that is so powerful yeah that's actually that's pretty amazing i never heard of that specific terminology but it's so interesting because you can see it in every way regardless like how it's defined like you know it it shows up and you know it's really mirroring you know even so I have three girls I have a three-year-old a two-year-old and a six-month-old and you know my girls it's amazing like I I feel like we don't give kids enough credit my three-year-old like she literally will watch everything that I do like I'll turn around and she's like oh this is lipstick mommy or oh I love like she'll have my shoes on like or I'll hear her talking to her little sister in the same tone that I talked to her like hey didn't I tell you not to do that now that is a no I'm like okay you know and so literally she's she's looking at everything that I do to help her to figure out how she is to identify with the world and so I think that's really powerful what you were talking about just in terms of you know we internalize those different things. But the amazing thing about like the human mind and the human body is it can rewire itself, right? And so I think that that's like the power in being able to speak life into somebody is that you can help to to rewire that. And so for me, I think, you know, being air quote called (laughs) to this work, you know, I think it came from me seeing a need to rewire um, how I thought about life based upon like the environment that I grew up in, the experiences mm. that I had. And so I think a part of that, like the initial step was like, okay, I'm not a victim. Let's start there. But, right. Like, let's, let's, let's pull that wire. I'm not oh, a victim. Cool. Like no one gets to control my life. Let's pull that out. You know, no one has more power over what I do, what I become to me, but let's pull that out, you know? Um, and so it's just having to, it's a part of taking back control of your yes. narrative and the things that you desire for yourself. But some of us don't have a lot of capacity for that. Or we haven't been exposed to enough things that help us do that. And so, yeah. So yeah, yes, that, that was really interesting. Absolutely. I mean, that is so powerful. I,
0: that shift between the victim mindset and taking control, right? A bad thing happened to me, but I have the power to determine how that affects my life, how I move forward and how I grow and integrate this. I mean, that is much more powerful than that victim mindset, even though bad things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, and, and that's layered, right? That's that's yeah. very layered. It's not a one size fits all sure. type of thing. But a personal journey of mine is like, listen, um, I guess I never wanted to get to the end of my life and point to everybody else for why I didn't do things, right? Because then right. that still leaves me at the mercy of other people, you know, right, yeah. like, I still give them so much control mm. over what I do, you know, I'm like, yes. listen, you have, you have this window of opportunity, like, what are you going to do with it, you know, and if what I'm going to do with it is blame everybody else for what I couldn't do, then it's it's, it's such a waste right. of time and right. space, you know, but how empowering and powerful is it to say, hey, you know what, regardless of these things, I'm going to, take this and I'm going to flip it. You know, I just believe that nothing is wasted on the journey. You know, if any, I learned from it, I grew from it. Okay. I saw what not to do here. Okay. I saw how to interact with people here, or I see how I want to show up and love people, you know, or how I need to learn how to walk in forgiveness or all these different things. And so I think there's power in just, you know, choosing, choosing what you're going to do with what is, what is happening or what has happened to you. And, and then you put yourself in a position to then help other people to show them like, this is what's possible, Mm -hmm. you know, but if you, if you choose to succumb to all the different things, I mean, like you really can't, you can't help anybody because you're too, you're too burdened by your own journey. Like you can't be a conduit to to help
0: support other people, you know? Absolutely. You just don't even have the space in your Mm -hmm. own mindset when you're so your Mm -hmm. whole setting is already on fire. It's hard to help Mm -hmm. another person. Absolutely if you'd be willing to share more about your personal journey, I would love to hear, you know, where this started, the place that you began this journey.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so, um, it's like a zigzag, right? Like yeah. it's, it's like a straight line because I think even like just how we're conditioned from high school to college, right? You go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you, you know, you're 17, 18 years old. You have not one clue about life, but I want you to make the largest decision and figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. I want you to tell me who you're going to be. And you're like, I oh, have that. no clue. Like, I'm just trying to make some money. I really don't want to be at home anymore. Like, you know, I'm trying to go party. Like, yes. you know, and so you're like, ah, I guess I'll close my eyes. Point, I'll do that one. Yeah. And then you get in and you realize you hate it. But that's like after $100,000 in debt. And then you yes. come out and you're like, I guess I'll go work at H&M. Like, cause I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, and so so I said all that to say, like, it's such a a, a, a zigzag yeah. journey because I think the biggest thing with my journey was just, like, self-awareness, but then being mm. guided by something that's higher than myself, right? So I'm a believer. I believe in God. And I I was literally just talking to a friend before we started our conversation around some different experiences that happened when I was a kid mm. that I couldn't put my finger on until now, or it was like some miraculous type of you know um moments that really helped me to to get here but I think you know I'm a a child of seven so seven of us I have seven brothers and sisters or six because I'm seven I'm smack dab in the middle so it's three ahead of me three behind me and so I am one of the most observant people like mm. I was able to kind of look at what happened with the older and what happened with the youngest right and so I'm I made a lot of my life decisions just kind of not having to, like, for me, experience wasn't the best teacher. Like, I was like, why do I have to go through that? Like, I'm literally watching other people do it. So, I was just, you know, I would just kind (laughs) of watch and observe how things go, and I made this decision to myself early on that I wanted to make really, really good decisions, because Mm -hmm. I saw that that had an impact on the quality of life, like, having thoughtful decision making skills. Um, And so, I think just being aware, uh, being really spiritually in tune, And being committed to myself. Like I was, I was committed to like, you know, growing up, not having a whole lot parents though. I know they, they did the absolute best they can do right now on the other side of adulthood, like you give way more grace, you know, like, but I was like, this is not it for me though. Like, I'm just like, this is too hard. (laughs) Like, like, you know what I mean? Like I want to spend my time, like enjoy, not in scarcity. You know, I want to be able to spend my time thinking about the things that I want to do and so, you know, just just making a decision like, hey, like, this is my life. I think even it was so crazy, I go to therapy, girl. I I advocate for therapy. Uh, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I started to be able to make a timeline at around like 10 or 12 years old. I was like, okay, cool. This is my life. I got to, no one's going to come save me. I don't know where oh, I like. I just, yeah. I started, I started making these decisions early on about how I was going to show up and, and what I was going to do. But I, I, I think early on in college, a little bit after college. I started going to this, um, this church and they were reading this scripture and it was talking about, um, one of the people in, in the Bible's name is Barnabas. And so he, his name literally means encouragement. I'm mm. an um, encourager. And he was like a super close friend to the ap- apostle Paul. And Paul was like somebody who was like, listen, I'm not with all this stuff. He was like, you know, crucifying and, and persecuting like Christians and believers and stuff like that. But then he got this word where it was like, hey, you know what? That's not who you are. You need to change and you need to bring more people like to to really understand um, and to come into the things of, of God. And so Paul, like being someone who low key was like a murderer, was like, how am I supposed to do that? Like these people are afraid of me. Like I literally was like going through like killing folks. And so Barnabas came alongside of him and encouraged him and helped him to like walk out this new identity, this new identity. And without Barnabas, it would have been really hard for Paul to to do it because it was so much he had to battle, but he had to switch identities. Like I used to be this person. Now I'm this person. I literally feel like I can't do this because people are afraid of me. There are some different things I'm working through, but he had this really close friend whose name was Encourager Encouragement Mm -hmm. to keep him along the journey. I didn't realize that was even a thing, right? Because I had never even like read the Bible. I didn't know what like, you know, um, you know, I knew some of the stories, but I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing. And so I remember hearing this message about there's different gifts that we're all given, right? So if you are to teach, teach, some people have like this serving gift. They love to serve. They love to volunteer. You can count on them to be at a, a food pantry, book bag, get what I mean? Like, you know, no, no second guesses, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, they are amazing at teaching. Like they can just tell you something and it's like, how did you, I just, I get it, you know? And and another part of that um, scripture was it is to encourage encourage. Mm-hmm. And when I was in, I never knew that encouragement was like a gift. It was a a thing. But I did know like I was always the friend that everybody wanted to talk to. Like you know how Aww. like you have those friends yes, where yes. it's like you are like why am I want to talk. But I'm like, oh friend, am I? You know, <laughs> yeah, friends, know yes. oh, you know, um, you know. And so I used to kind of, I really sometimes would get like irritated by it because I'm like, why does everyone want to talk to me about it? But then I started to put things together. I didn't know encouragement was a gift. And I realized that the reason mm-hmm. people would come and talk to me is because afterwards they would feel stronger. They oh. would feel strengthened. Like they would feel like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay, That makes sense. Like they felt better. And I didn't realize that was a gift, you Absolutely. know? And so I just started spending more time honing that gift and applying that gift to all the different areas of my life. So mm-hmm. one of my, my first talents is, is music. So... I'm like classically trained and like opera music, like released two albums, did all of that, you know? And so, and then I was like, "Cool, I can do whatever I want to do. I also have this interest in like helping entrepreneurs start businesses. But what I realized is that, that, that calling encouragement could be in every field. Mm -hmm. I could use my music to encourage. I can encourage entrepreneurs. Like sometimes we feel like, okay, I get one path. That's it. If I'm a lawyer, that's all I got to do. If I'm an accountant, that's it. And it's like, that's absolutely not it. That is a skill. That's a talent. But that's not necessarily the gifting, the calling, you know? And once I realized that my gifting and my calling was around encouragement, mm-hmm. I can take that thing and I can apply it to any industry, which then I allowed myself to change my mind. Because I right now, I'm in small business development. But girl, if I want to go bake cakes, guess what? All- in my case gonna have some encouraging messages on there oh, every yeah. time you think you gonna feel better right and so it's like it's like once you know what the calling is mm. you can do anything you know what i'm saying you don't feel like i have to only do this because society will make you feel like you get one option and if you change your mind you're crazy you're all over the place Emma. or you know what i mean are, are all of you just kind of like a cog in a wheel like you're just doing whatever like you actually hate your life like you don't even like what you do But you make me feel bad because I'm free because I understand that as long as I'm grounded in my calling, right, which is encouraging, I can apply that anywhere, you know, long winded moment, like even when you think about athletes, right? Like you have athletes from the time that they're little kids, they're in Little League, they're doing all these things, and they train their whole life to get to the NFL. But there's a timeline, the time limit on the NFL, right? Hmm. Like you can only do so much. It's a very hard game on your body. Right. So what happens after 33 when you're considered an elder in the yes. game of football, yep. is your life over? No, that was a skill but sir you actually may be very gifted in teaching so you could be a coach you could be a professor you could like you know like i think sometimes we get the the talent and the calling part mixed up Mm. and so then you have people going to like depression i don't know my purpose i don't know what i'm meant to do and purpose is not a thing to do it is a thing that you are right Mm. It it is who you are you know and i think that like it's important for us to be able to delineate that. So we don't get sidetracked on this journey. That was like such a long answer.
0: I mean, it it was beautiful. I could feel, (laughs) no, I'm serious. I can promise you the amount of people that are going to feel called out by that and resonate with that because so many people are afraid to take that journey because of, you know, the capitalistic hellscape that we do live in really does say that like, this is how you make money and this is the way to do it. But then people, you know, tend to have that midlife crisis. About 40, 50, once you start to realize, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Uh, and this is like, you know, very yeah, real, yeah. like, very real yeah. moment in our experience. Yeah. And typically, because at that age, right, our parents start to pass away and other sorts of mm-hmm. stuff, we see that. And so you have that moment, and you're like, is this it? Is this my life? This nine to five working in a cubicle, faxing this paper is my purpose? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that can, it can get, it can get. It can get testy. But one thing I, I've been talking about too is the way and, and now I'm like speaking from a place of like maybe ignorance, right? Because I'm I'm not at the midlife point yet. But I do believe that I have enough wisdom to know how to prepare. I think the way you avoid that midlife crisis, you have to have a vision for your life. I don't think sure. enough of us have a vision for where we want to go. Like and a vision, is not like okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is my New Year's resolution for a year. I'm talking about you know, I heard this one time and it was so transformational for me. People give, they um they overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in two years. Ooh. So instead of doing a I'm one year, no, let's talk about decades. Let's plan your life in decades. So by the time you get to 40, you know exactly where you want to be. So if you got to break up that decade into three years, right? Three year sprints. This three years, I'm going to accomplish this. Three years, I'm going to do this. So by the time I get to year nine, I'm here and I'm getting ready to hit 40. I got one more. I'm able to track that better. So, I don't think a lot of us have a vision for our life. We, because we're so short sighted, we're just trying to get through today. We're trying to get through the year. We're trying to get through the month. But if you have a true vision for your life, it will impact how you wake up, what time you wake up, what you do, how you prioritize your time, who you're hanging with, what are your extracurricular activities, how much time am I spending watching Netflix, like what kind of, how many books am I reading, how many podcasts, what is the, where are you going, you know? And I think that. Because we get so lost in okay, I have to be this, I gotta show up this way, we're not planning for our lives. We don't have a vision for ourselves. It's not big enough. I mean, think big, scare yourself. Scare yourself, you know, like and, and and just because you scare yourself, it doesn't mean that it's impossible for you. But I was talking to my husband about it. I think once we set our intentions to something, everything else has to respond. Mm. You know, it's so crazy. So I'm like super big on that. There are certain people, especially like in this digital world, that are like mentors and friends in my head, right? And so I will be following somebody. I'm like, listen, I'm I'm signing up to all the newsletters. I'm taking the court. I just love them. I love how they show up. I love the things that they offer. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I'm going to meet them. And literally, it's crazy. So it's, um, it's multiple people. It's a lady named Bozeman St. John. Freaking love her. Um, she's worked at Apple and Netflix and just all these different yeah. things. She's a, a powerhouse, right? I was like, yo, I have to meet this lady because she is bomb. She's in the corporate America, but I mean, she shows up authentically like herself and it is, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. I, like, I got to meet this lady. And so she just so happened to be like coming to Birmingham and, um, I, I made sure I dressed in yellow because I wanted her to see me in the audience. Right. Yes. I, I spent all morning writing down my question because I knew they were going to do a Q and a panel had my question ready. They got ready to do the Q&A panel. And then it was like, oh, time's up. We can't, we can't do it. I'm freaking out. Right? I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm going to meet this lady today. So literally I go in the, um, I have a little badge on and I, this now this it's going to sound crazy. Don't judge me. So I have this badge on and I, I realize that there's a back door right there. Right. And so I want, but it's where media is going. So I walk back there, and I—I I mean, I, I walk in like I belong there because I do. Yes. And so I, I walk in, and like they're like, "Hey, are you with media?" I'm like, "Uh, yes, I'm with ASL Media Group." Like, this office the And They're like, "Okay, cool, cool, stay, stay, stay." And literally, like, she walks out, and I'm like, "Girl, I feel," you know, I'm like having this whole conversation with her. But it's like these things are drawn to me. It's another guy. Um, his name is Pumble. He is like a—he's a financial um advisor analyst, but he does so much like in, in the industry. And one morning, I was like, man, I'm going to just watch his YouTube video. Now, mind you, he's in L.A. I'm in Birmingham. He's in L.A. I'm up watching his YouTube videos. My husband comes home. He's like, hey, you want to go to lunch with me? I'm like, I can't make it. I got another meeting, but I'll meet you later. Listen, I'm not lying to you. An hour later, he's FaceTiming me. My husband's FaceTiming me. I'm like, what? He's FaceTiming me with this guy, like humble. I'm like, what in the whole? What? How did? what's happening he what? was like so he has a client in huntsville and because he drives through birmingham to get something to eat at one of our favorite restaurants and he just so happened to be here this day i was watching this man on youtube that morning he lives in la what are the odds of him being in birmingham you know what i'm saying and so now i'm pissed right because i'm like i supposed to go with you to lunch you are <laughs> the guy gets on facetime and he's like hello i'm like you don't even understand like i've been studying you for the last week i literally was watching your youtube videos this morning and you are freaking in birmingham <sighs> like i feel like when we set our intentions things just have to work for us but the problem is a lot of us are not moving mm. we're not we're not going anywhere so there's no we're not magnetic right like when, when things are when things are magnetized it's is something attracting you're not moving Mm. you know what I'm saying the things that you that you really desire they can't get to you because you are in a stagnant place and even when we mm. think about stagnant water like it's no good you know what I'm saying stagnant water is no good but the, the reason why wind is so important is because it moves water along mm. and it moves it from shore to shore then it feeds into bigger oceans and lakes and all then then the you know then these type of fish come and these kind of coral reefs. like right. it's a constant flow right. we're not in flow We're afraid. But once you just move, I promise you and guarantee you, like, it's like everything has to come and it has to work. But we're not moving. Mm. We're so afraid. But what would happen if you weren't afraid to fail? Mm. Your whole, your life would change, you know? So
0: Exactly. That line alone, what would you do if you weren't afraid to fail? I think like if people really simmered in that and thought about that, and then kind of like you were talking about earlier, like we really need that vision of where we want to go in the next couple of decades. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like strict, hard path, you know, with complete walls here because the reality is life's going to throw you so many unknown things that you can't even predict. So like we, we hold yeah. some permeability here, but like yes. having that vision of where you're wanting
1: to go is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, to your point, I write stuff down all the time. I, I have my, I have my, my decade plan, but what I have to do is I go back and I change. it. I'm like, Oh, I, think yeah. I wanted that, but no, 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 no. I think I want to do this, but at least I have a plan, you know, at least I have something to alter, you know? And then when opportunities come, it's not like, huh, that sounds cool. It's like, Oh no, 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 no. This will be good for that, that thing that I said I wanted to do. But a lot of times we don't even know what to do with the opportunity because we don't, we don't have a plan. Yeah. So there'll be things that are constantly passing us by but we're missing out on those like moments of uh magnitude because we we don't have a plan. We have it solidified in our mind that this is where we're going and this is what we want and that we've chosen that I will be unafraid to yeah. at least try the thing. And guess what? If it doesn't work, it don't work. <laughs> you still survive. No one's coming to like take you. You're not going to be locked away in a dungeon. You get an opportunity to try again, you know, like that, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that happens is you can get another chance. Absolutely. And dare I say you come out wiser because
0: now you know what didn't work. So now you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I won't do that again. I am now more educated in my opportunities here of what's going to work for me. For
1: sure. In anything, when you think of any like innovative transformational product or business or whatever that has happened. Like it has iterated so many times. Think about the very first iPhone. Like, girl, that thing was like yes. this big. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't have those features. But guess what they kept doing? They kept iterating, kept updating, kept making us pay two thousand dollars. And guess what we did? We stood in line to pay another two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right? Over time. Think about like Apple Music was was a um the the iPod you know what I'm saying like you know like that's what that was but now it doesn't like a physical device doesn't even exist but they had to get the idea into the marketplace right they got it out there they tinker with it and it was like oh shoot and times are changing people are still on the internet okay wait wait wait, we gotta do this okay wait 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 no no like now people are streaming okay but they got the idea out there they try and they continue to perfect it but it wasn't ever going to start out as Apple music, you exactly,
0: know, Exactly. it never was
1: going to start there. It was going to get there. And mm-hmm. even the Apple music we know today is not going to be the same, right? Because yeah. we're all going to probably be living in the metaverse. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. you, know, yes. like, you know, like, but, but what I'm saying is like the thing, the vision that you see, it might not, and I'm talking to myself now too, same. but yeah. the thing that you, you know, you might start out with, It's not going to look like the vision, but you have to get the thing out there and allow it to live, to breathe. Even when you think about kids, right? Like we all start out like this weird looking kind of embryo thing, you know what I'm saying? Like a little leap, leap leapfrog or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we evolve, right? And then we come out as kids and we think we like, I used to think I want to be a veterinarian until I accidentally killed all of my goldfish, I realized, well, maybe that's not my ministry. You know what I'm saying? Like we yes. we evolve. Like if yes. we give people the opportunity to evolve and we let companies evolve and we actually give them money while they're evolving. I mean, isn't that such a disservice? We won't do that for ourselves. Like mm-hmm. that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not fair.
0: Yeah, not fair. Absolutely. Because we're waiting for perfection. We are waiting for that moment where everything's right, where it feels like this is it. I And it's it's my time. But the reality is, there is no perfect moment, you know, and one of the quotes I always have is progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. Put Mm -hmm. it out there, just try it. And you will get better through practice. For sure. For sure.
1: I I, I totally agree. Like, you know, you hear like there's no perfect moment all the time, but I don't think that we, we, we realize that. And, you know, it's, it might require a little bit more of you in that season, but you're going to survive. Like, For myself right now, like being in the small business development, like economic development space, I saw Mm -hmm. that there was a need to kind of have um, more spaces for entrepreneurs to like really, really work and really feel a sense of community, like for Mm -hmm. real, you know, Mm -hmm. like not just a part Mm -hmm. of your marketing, but when you walk in, you can feel it. Right. And so I'm like, listen, I just had a kid six months ago. Like, you know, I do all these different things, but girl, I'm up in this building right now. I'm pacing. I'm doing this. I got a walker in here. I got baby toys. Listen, baby, you're going to sit right there while mommy paint these walls. Like there is no perfect. It'll never be a perfect opportunity. Right. I'm all, as an adult, you're always going to be tired. Like, you know what I mean? It's always going to be something to do. Like you're always going to be figuring out what am I going to eat today? Like nothing, there, there will never be a perfect moment, you know? Mm. But I but you don't want to look back and you you know, you don't wanna be one of those people um who are like, Well, I would have. I would have done this, I had this I that makes my soul itch. Like, you know what yes. I mean? To think that I could talk in past tense about things that were passionate to me. You mm. know, like what a waste of time. I mean, what a waste.
0: Absolutely, a waste. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah, to look back on your life and wonder. If you would have tried, if you would have taken that leap of faith, if you would have put yourself out there, would you have lived a life that you enjoyed even more? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And, and a lot of what we do is connected to other people, right? Mm. Like, um, you know, people are literally waiting on us to fulfill a part of our, our destiny, which then unlocks something for them. Now it's going to get done either way, but don't you want to be in position to do what you're supposed to do? Like, so a lot of different things are connected to our obedience to the, to the purpose, our obedience yeah. to the call, our obedience to the vision. When I um had an opportunity to uh, tour in, in, in Spain, we were over there and we were singing in these different venues and most people didn't even like speak English, right? And so, but it was so cool because music is just universal yes. in that way. And so um there was a little girl, um, but other countries outside of America are very serious about learning how to speak English. We're to all the only people who are like, nope, English is my only language. Like, but anyway, so you know, one of the moms over there, she she spoke English and she's like, you know, my daughter, she wants to be a gospel singer. So this is like a, we're in um Barcelona. It's like a little girl in Barcelona who wants to sing gospel. It was like, really? And so, you know, in that moment, I was like, you know what, I'm going to during my portion of this, this, uh, this concert. I'm gonna invite that little girl on stage, you know? So I'm singing, I'm singing, I'm like, hey, I can't remember the baby's name now. But I'm like, hey, is she like come on stage? And the girl, like, I mean, she's and the little girl, she's up there and she's singing and et cetera. And um, it was like a great moment. And after the concert, her mom, she found us in the lobby and she was like, You don't even realize how you changed her life. Like something that you just considered like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was life changing for that for that young lady. Absolutely. And so it's just like, if I wasn't there, if I wasn't singing, if I wasn't in tune, I would have missed a moment. For now, this young lady at eight years old, it unlocked something for her, right? Like people are literally waiting on you to just be in position, to be in flow. So mm. a lot of what we're doing is connected to other folks as well. So it's not even all about us you know mm-hmm. it it's not about us mhm yeah and there's your calling
0: right there right encouragement mm-hmm. bringing the little girl on stage and encouraging her to sing in front of a whole crowd mhm mhm
1: and and and, and at, to this moment i didn't even think about it like that but again if if you if we look at it like it can our calling can show up anywhere like it's so crazy i had a moment a couple weeks ago like i mean i as an adulting is hard momming is hard being in a marriage all of, A relationship—it's just hard. Like it's just—you know—nobody told us that the grown-up world was like this, this crazy. But you know, I had a moment. I was just driving, and I felt so fulfilled. I was like, you know what? I am walking in my purpose, not Mm -hmm. because of a title, not because of like you know some some magazine article, but because there were three people that day that I had the opportunity to talk to, and they were like, I never thought about it like that. Okay, I'm gonna try it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna let you know how it goes after i talked to you i started my website you know and mind you i'm just having random conversations but i felt this sense of fulfillment and gratitude because it's like that's it it's not it's not a title it's not a salary it's not a this is not an accolade it's not an acknowledgement how are you showing up every day and just mm. serving like mm. serving you know what i mean and utilizing that thing that you're you're called to, to give to the world um and, and to your world to the people around you because sometimes When you say world, it's like, well, I don't know if everybody wants it, but it's like your world. Who's in proximity to you? Are you changing them? Are you showing up in that way? Yes, yes, yes. Because sometimes when we think about the whole world, like the ability to change the
0: whole world might not even be possible, right? It's it's focusing back down to your community, right? Mm -hmm. You change that one person there on a personal level that is meaningful. And then what happens is they change. And then guess what? they change other people. And it's that sort of ripple effect that is so beautiful mm-hmm. and can reach so far.
1: Mm-hmm, hmm we're, we're all seeds. Like, we're seeds, like little seedlings, you know? Like, somebody has done something, we just all kind of, like, little seedlings on different trees and different things that people have said. And so, you know, I think, you know, we have an opportunity to, to plant that seed and just help somebody. And it's crazy, because you can have conversations with people and you don't even realize how transformational it is. And so, yeah, I think we all have the opportunity to not try to just change the world, but change our world, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that there's power in in that.
0: Absolutely, 100%. I'm thinking about the person that is hearing all of this and totally resonates with it, but then comes back and says, but I don't know what my purpose is. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that it's important for us to spend time with ourselves. Spend time with ourselves, but pay more attention to what you do. Like I said, I didn't realize encouragement was a thing. I heard somebody say it and it was like, hmm. And then I went to go look, try to find out more information. And then I thought about my life. Like, well, where, where is like, where am I always showing up? What are the things that come easiest to me? You yes. know, like what are just things like I don't I'm not even trying to do? Like I'm literally just being. Because that's the mm-hmm. purpose. Is. It's about the being. It's not the doing. So like what what like in your being are you the one who always is like starting conversations with people and it sparks like all this intellectual like debate or whatever the case may be like, wow. Okay. So my purpose, my purpose is not to be a professor, but maybe it's to facilitate these environments and I can do that in any way. So maybe I could start a company called Ted talk. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you you know, it's just like, it's the being. So just pay attention to your being because sometimes it's even creating things, right? Mm -hmm. Like in in artistry, like, man, when I am, when I have a paintbrush in my hand, I just create all these different things, right? It's the being, you are a creator. So maybe that you could be a painter. Maybe it's in fashion. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like that, that can show me. So I would say, pay attention to your being. What is just natural to you? Like people love being around you. Like, and you love mm-hmm. having people over, right? Hospitality is actually a gifting. Yeah. Like that's, hospitality is a gifting, right? So now I'm going to become, I'm now ooh, my name is Margaret Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ex- that's what I'm saying. Like that that's a gifting. And mm-hmm. so people like capitalism will try to tell you that you can only make money out of so many different things, right? right. Like you gotta be an attorney. You gotta be a banker. You gotta be a CEO. But, like, using Martha Stewart as an example, right? Like, she was like, I love hospitality. I love listen, NASA's got towels and cakes. You know, you like, don't, don't limit yourself and feel like, oh, my purpose has to be attached to, attached to millions of dollars. Yeah. The reality is, is if you're being, if you're in flow with the being and you're producing out of that being, like, prosperity and all the things you need, they're going to find you. Mm-hmm. They're going to attach themselves to you. Right? But if you kind of attach our purpose has to be connected to all this money. And now it's so much noise, girl. Because everybody, of course, created child. Everybody sells stock. Everybody in crypto. Everybody, you know, yeah. so people are doing all these different things. Now there's nothing wrong with finding multiple streams of income in the world that we live in. There's nothing yes. wrong with that. But that may that's not the being, that's mm. the doing. Mm. So, so maybe with you getting all of this extra income, you have access to do more of what? Exactly. To be more of what, to serve mm-hmm. in more of what capacity, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say to the person who's like, that sounds amazing. I'm feeling fired up. This is resonating with me, but I still feel lost. Spend time with yourself and pay attention to the being. What comes natural to you? What do people always ask you to do? How do you find yourself showing up in ways that you don't even yep. realize, right? Yep. Pay attention to that. And then when you pay attention to the being, then pay attention to the, the gifting. What am I skilled at? And then you can utilize that being in those, in, in those gifting. So I'll give an example. Yeah. Again, like I'm a, I'm a woman of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember like when I first moved to Birmingham from Atlanta, I was like, oh my God, I don't really know about this here. It's a little different. Shame. And I was, I was praying and I, I got this 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 feeling and, you know, it came over me and it was very clear in my mind it was like, listen, your gifting, right? Your skills are singing and teaching, mm. but your calling is to use those gifts to empower and to uplift my people, right? So your mm. gifting is singing because I'm a singer right. and your gifting is to teach because whenever I get into rooms and I start talking to people, they listen. Like it's, you know, so you are gifted. You naturally are gifted at like singing and teaching. That's a thing, right? But who you are is to use those things to empower and to uplift. Mm -hmm. So your purpose is to empower and to uplift. Mm. Everything you're doing is pointing you to empowering and to uplifting people. You are walking in purpose. Mm. Mm -hmm. And be satisfied with that. And I find fulfillment in that. Yes. Anytime I'm in a conversation in the room, I'm empowering. I'm uplifting. That's it. Mm. I'm in purpose. That's my being. But the cool thing is I also have some skills. I can sing. So when I'm singing, I need to make sure my music is doing this that. It's empowering. It's uplifting people, Absolutely. right? When I'm teaching and I'm in these rooms, I need to make sure anytime I open my mouth and I'm teaching something, it's empowering. It's an uplifting. Yeah. So we have we have a gifting and then we have a calling and they can be wrapped up together that way hopefully that makes sense but pay attention to the being yeah Mm -hmm, to the being mm -hmm.
0: yeah I'm thinking about the things that yeah all of your friends come to you for help with Mm -hmm. or see you as that is the sort of thing when you sit in that silence and reflect on what your you know gifts and purpose might be it's those sorts of things that come up naturally. And mm-hmm. I love how you talked about how it doesn't fit into like a box, right? You mentioned people like Martha Stewart or TED Talk, you know, it's not like it's just these one things you can incorporate kind of like you do multiple aspects of your skills to make a calling that is unique to you. You don't have to just try and fit someone else's box. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think too, like it's so noisy out there right now. Like we're constantly trying to to mirror and become yeah. who, whatever it is. You gotta influence her. So I'm gonna be like an influencer. That's not but that's not true though. That's them. You know what I'm saying? Be you, you know, and so I think we kind of feel like we have we have to show up. Like only you can only show up like this. Everybody looks the same, their body's the same, their hair is mm-hmm. the same, the makeup's mm-hmm. the same, you know, but it's okay to stand out. And that's where that's where the impact is. The impact is you are okay with standing out and doing something that is unique to you. And when you really find yourself in the silence and you become aware of that, man, your mind will open up and the opportunities and the things that you create will open up because Mm. you're not looking for it to look like somebody else's or to sound like somebody else's. Like you're okay with with being yourself. Mm. Like Mm. you are more than enough, Mm. just as you are. Actually, the world needs you as you are. We need you just like that because other people need to see, okay, it's okay for me to show up like myself i was having a conversation with someone and they were like man it's so interesting because no matter what room you went you you talk the same you you know you show up the same exact way yes. i don't care who you are i say like, hey girl what's going on how yes. you doing?' you know yeah yeah like but that's what, i'm okay with myself because i understand mm-hmm. that the more free i am people begin to become free in the conversation because like okay cool well you're being yourself you're not presenting a certain way you are showing up authentically well i can show up authentically too now we can have a real relationship we can have a real conversation because it's not two people trying to be what they think they the other one thinks they should be you know Mm -hmm. um the world needs you exactly how you are like because there's a group Mm -hmm. of people that are looking for you just like that they don't want you to show up any other way they don't Mm -hmm. want you to be like anybody else they want you to be nicole they want you to be alicia they want you to be whoever you i need you just like that because then it shows me and gives me the freedom to show up as myself as well
0: absolutely absolutely it creates that space It's the chemistry and the dynamics of relationships when you show up like that it allows other people to let down their guards and then show up in the same way a hundred percent and this even goes back to what we started talking about earlier the ways that being around other people, being with mirrors, it will change how you see yourself
1: and how you equally show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's, that's what we give to people. We give the gift of freedom. Um, we give the gift to ourselves first. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's, it's funny the timing
0: of this conversation because I just recorded in my own journey, right? This um, guided masturbation meditation, Uh, okay I know hear me out
1: (laughs) so (laughs) hear me out hear me out okay okay okay. yes
0: yes because um because out of all the episodes that I had recorded on the podcast like I had a snippet with someone else who did a little piece of one and that was the most played episode the most Mm -hmm. played that mm-hmm. like currently has like twenty three thousand views on youtube and i'm just oh, like what wow. the hell like will people ah! want this people need this and i had this moment where i was like someone should do more of these someone who has like a yoga like mental health background could help people mm-hmm. feel more comfortable and like let go of shame and i was mm-hmm. like nicole you're a sex coach that teaches yoga and is becoming a psychologist like <laughs> that's yeah like wait hold on yeah 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 you're talking to yourself exactly mm-hmm. but then i was like mm-hmm. i don't know who am i to do this who am, you know like what is that and i yeah. finally had to have that moment where I was like, no, you're gonna do it, and because mm-hmm. of your back, I came from a very like Christian background that had a ton mm-hmm. of shame. I'm also a sexual assault survivor, so touching know, all that's- these sorts of pieces that's- where like me showing up as my full self and the journey that's- that, that mm-hmm. is that and becoming comfortable with that is helping other people who are in that same space and need someone like
1: that. For sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. You know, and and that's an interesting question we always ask ourselves: like, who am I? Yeah, it's exactly. like exactly like. Who you are, like, and talk when that question comes up, talk back to yourself. Mm. When you say, Who am I? I am (laughs) a professional, I am an expert, I am someone who shows up and I change the atmosphere. Who am I? I am a world renowned dot, 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 whatever that is for you. Yes. Like, you have to start talking to those things. Like, when shame and guilt comes in, like, talk to that thing, tell that thing to shut it down. Like, even for myself, like, when I first started this journey of opening up a physical brick and mortar space. I'm like, listen, I got a three-month-old baby crying in the background. I'm tired. I'm breastfeeding. I got to go home. I got two other kids. I am tired. And the whole time in my mind, it's like, who are you to think that you could do this? It's like, actually, I'm the perfect person. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm the person that's going to show people, despite all odds, get it done. You can do it. Your dream is valid. It deserves to be in the world, regardless of whatever external circumstances try to hinder you. Like, so you have to really start talking back to those things like there can no be no more shame and guilt around anything because that's going to stop us from living our lives to the maximum potential you know like and again it goes back to that victim mentality i'm not going to let my environment my circumstances nothing's going to victimize me Mm. nothing's going to victimize me i'm going to take that power back from it because the things that that came and that were meant for harm I'm going to turn that bad boy around. Like you're not going to have no power over me. You Mm -hmm. know, this is my life. This is my life. And I get to determine what my story is. The only person who can write my story is me, period. You know what I mean? And the moment that I give somebody that power is the moment that I let myself down. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let, I refuse to let me down. Mm. You know, other people can try to come and try to hurt me. But I'm gonna treat myself right. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let me down. Other people can disappoint me, but I'm not gonna disappoint myself. I'm gonna protect Mm -hmm. myself. I'm gonna protect my inner child. I'm gonna protect my my adult womanhood. I am going to protect myself. So when those thoughts come, hey, hey, thought, shut up. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. listen, you you have no power over here. Like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. So you have to, because even the most confident person you're going to teeter on some doubt and some anxiety because when you know I heard somebody say it one time like with imposter imposter syndrome it's like technically we're all kind of imposters we're all doing stuff we never did before get over it like you know what I'm saying like girl we had a whole person in office who had never been president (laughs) yes you know I mean like we have people doing things every day that they've never done before so in a sense. yeah you're right like we ain't never did it before but guess what you could do it because mm-hmm. people who had never done it before they're still trying they're still figuring out back to that apple example yep. right and so it's just like hey talk to those things like do not let them don't let them live in your mind mm-hmm. and take up mm-hmm. and take up space and become your roommate mm-hmm. you got to get out like you didn't even you didn't even pay your of the rent get out right
0: 100
1: percent. So, so, yeah, yeah and those um,
0: those thoughts yeah are going to come every I love hearing from like people that you know people I admire hearing that they struggle with that I think it is so meaningful to hear that like yeah this is just a part of the human existence those moments of doubt and like understanding that our brains trying to protect us so it is it is going into survival mode and saying that won't be a safe route like let me tell you you shouldn't do this so it's like hear mm-hmm. you brain you are trying to protect me but also you're wrong and you know and like having that practice of regrounding um, what I've done too is like make a non formal resume, right? Of all the mm-hmm, badass mm-hmm. shit that I have already done. <laughs> so that when that happens, I'm like, look at you've done this, you've yep, done yep. that. And maybe one day yep. that will be my real resume if I continue yep. to merge all of my, you know, things. Yep. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. Integrated life in this world. But yeah, having that moment to like reground yourself in all the stuff that you've already accomplished to get to where you're at. Cause I'm sure there's a long list of things. And I feel like a meaningful practice that at least I try to do and I would want to invite more people to do is like even creating like a mantra of some sort mm. of like, whatever it is that you're aspiring to be like, I am a professional podcaster. And you, I dare you to try and say that to yourself every morning for at least a week and see how you feel about yourself after a week,
1: you know, whatever your call I totally is. Agree. I totally agree. Yeah speak speak the life that you want not necessarily what you have you know mm-hmm. um speak to your future speak to yourself speak to your mind um and to your point like your life will um it will it will start to take hold of what you say because word, words have life
0: mm-hmm. yeah, words mm-hmm. have like that
1: power um Absolutely. and so the beautiful thing is we get to shape it by what we say so mm-hmm. don't talk so bad to yourself <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh,
0: this has been such a powerful message. I've felt all of your energy and I, I it's resonated with so much of me personally. So thank you so much for bringing all of this. Yeah. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I want to hold a little bit of space as we come to the end in case there was anything else that you really wanted to talk about that maybe we didn't hit here. Otherwise, I have a closing question I ask everyone on the podcast.
1: Nope, I'm good. I'm ready for the phone. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) So the question is, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? Mm. Take your time. Take your
1: time. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying before is that you have the right to change your mind. You know, and once you've done something, if you realize you don't like any like it anymore, it doesn't serve you, guess what? I don't want to do it no more. Next. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. have the right to change your mind yes 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 yeah mm-hmm. I think I think that's important for us to know because we get we get stuck feeling like we have to you know like we said earlier show up in these certain roles and these certain positions and these certain titles show up a certain way I can change my mind. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? Get out of my face. Leave me alone. I changed my mind. I don't want to do it no more. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's okay. And that's Absolutely. okay. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I yeah. think I'd heard a metaphor before about someone talking about like when you purchase a beer, you're purchasing the opportunity to drink it. You're not forcing yourself to drink it. If you take a few sips of it and you don't like it, there is no use in continuing to force yourself down an experience that you don't like. And it's okay mm-hmm. to try things. I mean, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the problem with the whole like beginning of, you know, the conversation yeah. of needing to know where you're going to go for the rest of your life at like 18 when you start to go to college, because mm-hmm. the reality is you're probably going to try a couple different beers and be like, yeah, that's not for me. And that's sure. okay. That's okay. Yeah.
1: It's totally okay. Yeah. So some people don't know what, what should be normalized, having the right to, to change your mind, to pivot and to, to try and do something new, regardless of the age, regardless of. You know how many responsibilities you have, and of course, we want to, you know, be mindful of what we have to do, right? But you still can have tons of responsibilities and things to do, and still say, you know, what I want to, I want to try something else, right? Yeah, yes. um, yeah. So can people the, the option to change. Yes, yes, yes.
0: It's very powerful. Uh, yeah, I can feel so much of your being resonating with everything that you're saying and the way that it pours out of you. It is truly such a gift to hear you speak.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I yeah. really enjoy our time together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is there anywhere that you would want to plug for people to find your music to connect with yeah. you? And yeah, and for going? sure, for
1: sure. So they can find me. Um so my website is Alicia A-L-Y-C-I-A levels L E V E L S dot com. And so there's some music there. Um I did an album called More Fight in partnership with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So it's music that just lifts you up, that makes you feel hopeful, that just kind of gives you more um, more encouragement to keep fighting. And so you can find the music there. But the album is also like on every musical outlet. Um, it's called More Fight um, by Alicia Levels. More or Alicia Levels, either one. Um, and also, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I, I like Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram at A Levels. Um, and there's information there um, about myself, about the co working space that I'm opening up um, here in Birmingham as well um, as a hub for people to kind of come and work and to build and create and um, have the freedom to try and fail and try again. So, Absolutely. yep. Oh, and I wish you the best of luck with
0: the endeavor of opening Thank up. You. I'm sure it's going to go so well.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, then leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're a part of the anarchist community, then follow us on Instagram or nominate a guest for the show by sending in a letter to modernanarchypodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.